What happens to a place when people move through its confines? Do we leave a mark? Something unseen but real nonetheless? Can these structures, these monuments of wood, stone, and earth retain a piece of us? Is it simply our energy being transferred like a memory, or is it more sinister? Can these places trap our soul, and if so, how long before we go mad? Welcome back, fellow purveyors of the scary and the real. My name is JR, and uh, across the microphone there on the ones and twos is the illustrious Adam. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. What a good time. Yeah, it's uh, it's always fun to to go through these stories with you, and I'm, I'm excited to, to do it again, as always. Absolutely. Yeah, we're just uh, so appreciative to everybody that's been listening and interacting with us and, and uh, sharing your comments and your reviews and your uh, your own stories and experiences. We appreciate you and uh, and can't thank you enough for being a part of this community that's starting to grow. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being here with us. Thanks for taking the time to download, listen, leave a comment, leave a review. Um, you know, we're eternally grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. So this week, Adam, we have a few, um, you know, creeptastic stories as usual. Uh, you know, we don't, sometimes we have a theme, sometimes we don't. I think this week is just a, a conglomeration of, I'm making up words now, um, <laughs> of just slightly chilling stories. Um, so it's nice to just have some, some things that, that are, scary and not necessarily a theme that we need to go into a background and history of. I will say though, this week, when we are done, you're gonna wanna call that friend, that booty call, whoever that you can share a bed with. <laughs> Your wife, I don't know, husband. <laughs> Maybe you have an actual partner. Somebody, cause you're not gonna wanna be in that bed alone though. That's right, yeah. I, I, I uh... Going over these stories before uh, we recorded, I, I thought um, that was very perfect to say, y- you know, not every week is super scary. Not every week is like the the, ooh, the creepiest stuff. But these are all like, like you said, um, you may just want to have somebody else in the bed or at least like, you know, like we did as children where you lined up all your stuffed animals around you to like form a wall of protection, you know, um, maybe Sleep under the covers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't peek out yeah. at, at night kind of thing. You want to so. fill every available space. Let's just Absolutely. put it that way. You know? Yes. You don't want anywhere for anything or anyone that's not really technically there to find a space to lay down with you after tonight. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Well, my friend, you want to start us off this week? Let's do it. All right. So the first story is titled, I woke up and saw someone sitting next to my bed. Um, this comes to us from um, Anon Sunrise. And uh, here we go. So they said, a couple of years ago, I stayed in a cabin in the Redwoods with a group from my college. And I'm convinced 
that something paranormal happened that night. We had all gotten into bed in the cabin, which did not have electricity, so it was totally dark. Everyone was inside the cabin. Early in the night, I felt something crawling on my face. It was most likely a spider. I grabbed it and threw it into the dark, trying not to make a scene about it. That wasn't the paranormal part, but just added to the creepy atmosphere. Okay, so I read that, and I thought, yeah, it's super creepy, because spiders are gross, and uh, just burn the cabin down and move away. I don't know. This is my philosophy. (laughs) But he handled it like a champ. Uh, I would have made a scene. I would have lit a flare or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I... Arachnophobia is real, and when your parents yeah. let you watch arachnophobia as a small child, then it just follows you for life. So, <laughs> yes. So, anyways, not paranormal, just icky. Uh, so, okay. Um, then he, then this person goes goes on to say, I laid awake for maybe thirty minutes or so, and at that point, started to hear a scraping sound. It sounded like someone was wiping their boots on a mat outside, repeatedly. It went on for 20 or 30 minutes. I kept thinking that someone was going to come in, but no one ever did. The sound must have stopped at some point because I eventually fell asleep. I remember waking up in bed, lying on my stomach. I don't know why I woke up, but I turned my head to the left, and there was someone sitting next to my bed. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's real nice. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're in a room with a bunch of college kids. I I don't know. It, it, I Does your brain rationalize it? Or is it like, no, everyone's asleep? Or is it completely different built? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's probably a couple of things going on all at the same time. Because you're already asleep. So you're not quite sure what's going on anyways. And, and you know, Hey, it's college. So maybe somebody was just coming over to talk to you or was drunk. I mean, yeah, who knows? Anyways, either way, a little creepy. So they go on to say, I couldn't see anything clearly in the dark and without my glasses, but there was 100% the silhouette of a person sitting next to my bed, looking at me, Um, which that is where, it's extra creepy because um, it's one thing if somebody's kind of sitting by the bed and maybe just, you know, passed out or, you know, maybe trying to wake you up to talk to you or something. Mm-hmm. This is just somebody sitting there staring at you. That 100%. is creepy. Yeah. Even if it is somebody you know, you're like, why are you staring at me, weirdo? You know. Oh, dude, I'm, like, bad enough that, like, if I fall asleep on the couch and Linz wakes me up, like, randomly, like, I'll have a moment, like, (laughs) (laughs) and she's like, I'm sorry, what, I'm just telling you it's time to go to bed, and I'm like, Wake up with the karate hands, you know? (laughs) I will chop your face off. Yeah, it's like, I don't know why, but I'm just terrified getting woken up when I least expect it, so that I'm just like, Shabaya! And then, you know, every time. I still have children that come in my bedroom in the middle of the night, so I don't know. I'm not. Nothing phases me now in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I remember one night a kid woke up making the boot sound, you know? Oh, and, yeah. And, like, every parent, you know, they just kind of go on autopilot and they do what they got to do. And yeah. I just grabbed the kid in one hand and just reached them out over the side of the bed so they would yeah. throw up in the bed, you know? That's so the like, move. 
palm on their stomach, like holding their whole body with my, with my left arm. Yep. And, and Kelly's like, why are you not going to bed? I'm like, I'm not going to make it to the bathroom. Might as well to get throw up on the floor and not in the bed. You know, exactly. <laughs> Priorities here. Like yeah. it's, that's the difference between dad and mom. Mom lets the kid vomit a, a path from the bed to the bathroom. Whereas dad's just like, it's just one pile now. That's all I got to clean up now. So, uh, exactly. Yeah. Half asleep. Dads just think clear. I don't know what it is. I'm nothing against women. Women think clear the other ninety nine point nine percent of the time. But right. half asleep, dads just got it, man. I think it's like we go into the mode of like, I'm just going to take care of this situation the <laughs> yeah. best way possible. Yeah. And this is the only time I have this amount of clarity. So you know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to get this right any other time, yeah. but I will knock this out of the park. So. It's how to get the hardest job done with the least amount of effort. And that is <laughs> one pile of puke as opposed to a sidewalk of puke. Yes. And and knowing that the faster this gets done, the sooner I can close my eyes and go back to sleep. Mm, amen. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this person is talking about a person staring at them. Yeah. And, and, and not children throwing up. So. And not children throwing up, but still creepy. <laughs> um, so they go on to say, I decided I had two options at that point. I could either fumble around, try to find my phone, and turn on the flashlight. Uh, but I had no idea where it was at that point. Or... I could reach out and touch whoever or whatever was in front of me. I personally would have gone for the flashlight because I don't need to touch spooky silhouette yeah. person sitting in front of me. But I think I, I would have gone with the, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Which is also a valid option. Yeah. Yeah. What do you need? And then Go back to sleep, weirdo. Anything, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they said, honestly, I was too terrified to do either. I kind of just told myself, no, no way that's real. Go back to sleep. I closed my eyes and waited and eventually fell asleep. Um, no. How did, I don't, nope. Okay. Hey, good for you. I'm real happy that you fell back asleep. I would not. If there's a creepy silhouette sitting next to my bed, this is time to grab the holy water. mm Mm-hmm. If we ever go camping in a cabin, just remind me to bring some Depends, (laughs) because... I'm not going back to sleep. No, no. And I'm not getting up either. Mm-mm. So oh, this is anyways. Um, <laughs> at some point later in the night, I also heard someone rolling around and saying, no, no. Uh, one of the girls in the cabin had warned us that she talked in her sleep. So I assumed that's what was going on. And I went back to sleep. Um In the morning, I told my friends about the weird shit I had noticed. None of my other friends had heard the scraping noise outside, but one of them told me that at some point after everyone was inside the cabin, the door opened and then closed. They didn't see anyone come in. Um, Other people did hear the girl talking in her sleep, too. I never got any answers about what happened. Does anyone have any ideas? Um, No, I don't. I think... Mm -hmm. You experienced some shit, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just glad you're alive to tell the story. Uh, but also, mm-hmm. if you're, like, secretly possessed or something, don't call me, because it might travel through the phone lines like Casper <laughs> did in the 1999 <laughs> classic, Casper, and I don't want that happening. So... <laughs> Oh, 
so freaking random, dude. I love it. <laughs> oh, that, that's man. probably the wrong year. It's probably like 1994. I don't know. How I was. don't know. It was Christina Ricci. And I loved her. I think I still do. I still do. 100%. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, if she made a Penelope 2 or another Adams Family or just about anything, I'm sure I'd see it. Right. I She's a fantastic to, actress. I wanted to, like, middle school marry her, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, the point of this story that I, 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 I felt like, here's the deal. It's something that you could realistically say, okay, I, I saw it, but I was half asleep. You know, I, I'm seeing a silhouette, but it actually wasn't. And I fell back asleep and, I, you know, nobody else saw anything, whatever. There's just enough of those little pieces that tell me that maybe you did experience something because – uh, somebody else heard the door open and close, but they didn't see anybody. You mm-hmm. heard this noise outside. Um, the, the the girl talking in her sleep, she had said that she had done that. So maybe that's nothing, but it, still, you never know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's just interesting either way and, and a really great story. So, uh, yeah, it's I think for me. One thing, right, you see a silhouette of somebody sitting next to you staring at you. Okay, creepy. You know, were you having a waking dream? Was one of the other girls sleepwalking? Who knows? All right. But then door opening and closing. They didn't say they heard it. They said they actually saw it. So, okay. So now you got two things. And then you got the scratching. Now you got three things. You know, so after a while, you're like, all right. Mm, you know, is there yes. enough here? Yeah, I think so. There's enough here to go not staying in that cabin again. So. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And clearly, like it, it shook this person up enough to to write the story and ask other people, you know, anybody have a similar experience or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, excellent. Well, uh, thank you for sharing that. Yes. And uh, we'll move on to the second one. So, second story tonight comes uh, from Aquatic Aussie Zero Two. And it's titled, My First Ghost Experience. So, this starts out, This only just happened last night, and I have never experienced this before. But many weird experiences at home can be explained by it. As I was about to go to sleep last night, around 3 a.m., I heard my door open and someone walk in. Naturally, I began panicking, thinking that somebody had broken into my house. I was turned away from the door and didn't want to move in case it was. Then suddenly, I felt the weight of someone crawl over, only lightly, as if it was a kid. Then they laid down next to me, on my bed, holding my finger. Obviously, I'm extremely confused and am preparing to throw my blankets over them and bolt out of the room, but when I open my eyes, the weight of them on my bed disappears and the feeling of them holding my finger slowly fades away. Yeah. So I'm imagining, mm-hmm. like, in the movies, you know, when you see, like, the depression on a mattress yes. of somebody laying there and then it's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, <laughs> funny enough, they're talking about that feeling of, like, when a kid crawls into your bed. Because it's not, I mean, you know what it's like when, like, your spouse or, a, you know, a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever crawls into your bed and you know what that feels like. Because it's like another adult. adult. Yeah, yeah. But, like, when a kid crawls into your bed, it's sort of like, okay, there's somebody here. But it's not like, 
It's just yeah. not an adult. And so, yeah. but still enough to like wake you up or, or, you know, you notice it and, and that's creepy uh, in its own self, but then holding yeah. onto your finger, like, well, get the fuck, don't yeah. touch my fucking finger. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Uh, this is not okay. No. And Boundaries go finger. Boundaries. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> anyway. Other experiences I've had in the past, such as a girl's voice saying hello and light breathing outside my window. I've just brushed off as my imagination or sleep deprivation, but this was different. I was awake the entire time. I talked to my mom about it, and she told me, that when she was pregnant with my little brother about 15 years ago, she used to feel someone bump into the end of her bed and stare at her. Initially, she thought it was just my older brother, or I, who used to come into her room at night if we needed something, but when she would open her eyes, no one would be there. However, one day, she felt the bump on her bed, and someone was looking at her. But this time, it was at the side of the bed. When she opened her eyes... It was a little blonde girl in a nightie. My mom remembers following her out of the bedroom and into the hallway, watching as she disappeared around the corner. The girl was never aggressive and just seemed to want my mom to follow her and give her attention. And now I'm wondering if it's the same girl coming into my room, just wanting my attention or some sort of love, hence why she laid down next to me and held my finger. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm, you know, indeed, this reminds me of something that, you know, you, you've talked about before a lot of times on the show um, where like like a repeating energy, not so much like an intelligent entity where it's like something that just continually happens and maybe like similar actions or experiences keep reoccurring. Mm-hmm. You know, like the energy of a space and, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is that situation where it's like it is this little girl presence or this kind of, you know, um, smaller kid presence that's looking, not necessarily intelligently looking, but just repeating these actions over and mm-hmm. over. And so uh, that's why, like, the mom kept seeing it over and over and, and you know, it's still repeating mm-hmm. to this day. But, yeah, either way. Super creepy. I mean, I don't, even if it is like a super non-aggressive entity or energy, it's still scary in the moment. Like, please get off Mm -hmm. my bed. Don't touch. No touching. And I wonder if, you know, the little girl was drawn to the mother because obviously she's a mother, right? Mm -hmm. But not necessarily drawn to the kids because they're kids. So, you know, maybe something about the mother's energy was pulling that energy out kind of thing, right? Yeah. And, and, little girl she'd see her appear kind of thing as if like when she was there maybe that was mom's room her mom's room you know and she'd go in to get her mom or or lay with her or something like that and then now you know she said her mom was pregnant with the younger brother 15 years ago so that makes this girl older than 15 so maybe she's getting to an age where she's being recognized as an adult Mm. especially if this is quite a bit older you know when when 15 was really technically an adult you know girls were getting married at that age maybe it's not that old maybe it's you know from a different era but um yeah it's just makes you wonder right like what not even that we do things but just kind of what about our energy pulls out or 
creates a conduit for that echo for for those those energies to manifest right you don't know i never know but yeah exactly it's something uh, about a nurturing older female presence that brings out this this particular energy or yeah i mean it's just it's hard to say for sure but it is interesting that now that this person is older and relaying what it was like when her mom was you know or when she was younger and her mom was having those experiences and now she's having them. Um, yeah, it's just, it's super interesting. And, and I, you know, um, like she said, not aggressive, not overly scary, but definitely in the moment scary. Like, you oh, know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, especially if you open your eyes and you see the depression, like fade away, like, yeah, that mm-hmm. would, that, that would make my butt pucker. So, right. Yeah. It's just, a uh, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, two stories in, I think that's a good time where we, uh, you know, listen to the door creak. So you might be thinking to yourself, um, I love these scary stories. I like Adam and JR quite a bit because they're very hilarious and charming. And what's not to like? And what's not to like? And where else could I interact with these two bozos and also maybe interact with other people in this community? And you're asking a great question and we have a fantastic answer for you. And the first and maybe most consistent place to interact with us would be our Instagram, right? Yeah, uh, our Instagram, Scary Real Pod on Instagram, is where you're going to get information regarding the latest episode drops. Um, you're going to get uh, any related pictures we may have to stories, which admittedly has been few and far between thus far. But you know, if that grows and if if you know we get more of those in the future, we will be posting those there, uh, as well as just informational updates. Um, short uh, video teasers for the episodes, things that you can share with your friends. And like I said, just general information uh, about what's going on in the scary real podcast realm. Absolutely. Um, But not just there, we are also on Twitter and TikTok and those are also scary real pods. So very easy to find and, uh, and connect with us in those places as well. Um, Again, we're not super active on Twitter, um, but it's there if you would like to at us and, you know, make a comment or tag us in something that you find interesting. Definitely. Uh, And if you would like to just submit your, your creepy story for, uh, to be featured on an episode in the future. Uh, the best way to do that is, is through our Gmail and that's just scary real pod at gmail.com. Yeah. There's, there's multitudes of ways to connect with us and other people in the community. And so we invite you to do that and uh, share your stories, share your comments on particular episodes or parts of the stories that you've really connected with and, uh, and, and invite other friends to come along and have those conversations in those spaces as well. So um, if you would like to be featured, if you would like to know more about us or what's happening with the podcast, um, or if you just, you know, want to 
leave a comment uh, on Apple Podcasts or whatever, you know, like I said, or in past episodes, we will read the latest and greatest uh, comments uh, live on, on the show. So you could be featured. Or if you just want to tell us that we're a couple of jack wagons that don't deserve the air we're breathing, that that's uh, that will be welcomed as well because, you know, there's there's no such thing as bad publicity. <laughs> that's right. It's all welcomed in and in, into our space, and so we're glad to hear from you. and uh, And we do appreciate all the uh, all the people that have subscribed, that are listening, that are um, downloading and rating and reviewing. Um, it makes a huge difference to us, and uh, don't think it doesn't go noticed. We definitely appreciate it. One hundred percent. So. Once again, scary real pod on all the things. And with that said, and we're back with another story. I believe this is our final story of the evening. It definitely is, and this is a good one. Um, <clears throat> I, I really enjoy. I mean, I, I enjoy all the stories we read tonight to this one um, was just very, very intense. Maybe is a good way to say it, but um, yeah, yes, so very good. Settle down. If you haven't yet, go get that beverage, uh, you know, tune out your coworkers or your kids or your husband or wife and tell them, look, I'm listening to the scary real guys. All right. I just, I got to focus here. Okay. This is important. All right. Capiche? <laughs> get your Italian mobster on, and let's get down to business. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, that was just ludicrous. <laughs> that's yeah. going to be a t-shirt. I think that and make your butt pucker. Just butt pucker <laughs> is going to be a shirt. <laughs> if, if, you can, if you're a graphic artist and you can come up with some cool graphic of a butt pucker and and uh get your mobster on like a like a joe pesci scrunched up face kind of thing <laughs> it says capiche um not that that has anything to do with scary pod <laughs> stories i think that would be fantastic and i will put them on a shirt and make them available at cost so i don't think anybody wants to own a shirt that says butt pucker on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have, dude, you grew up with the internet. You know that's not true. That's uh, You're absolutely right. <laughs> you are so right. There's some sick, yeah, sick should, folks yeah, out there. Yeah, and they I listen do. to this podcast and we love you. So. <laughs> oh, show your butt puckered pride. Oh God! You know what? If anybody sends us a DM, I'm not opening it immediately <laughs> from here on out. <laughs> you have to like do it in the back room in the dark. <laughs> Nobody come in here. No. I don't. I don't know what this is gonna be. Fair warning. Every every DM comes with a <laughs> with an a explicit warning just in case. <laughs> we're gonna have. Oh. We're gonna hire like an assistant. Just some 18-year-old kid out of college is like, all right, listen, you have to open our DMs. And then if it's acceptable, we'll read them. If not, just delete it. They, they quit day one, like hour two. They're like, I can't do this anymore. 
He's not. I saw things today. I just. <laughs> He's not horrified by the stories. He's horrified by our fans who are just like, oh, "I'm going to share this." They're like, "Please stop oh. for the love." I don't think it's the fans. It'll be like those random people that like they you know just Google search ridiculous things. You yes. know, like when we were in middle school and we Google searched like what was it, Justin Timberlake butt implants or something, just to see what came up, and you know. <laughs> Yeah, we'd get those people that would send yeah. just yeah, yeah. Never mind, I'm done. That's enough. Oof. All right, all right. Let's dive into this story. <laughs> let's re re-rail the train. That's yeah. Let's get it back on track <laughs> if possible. <laughs> That's what, back on track. That's what you say. Not, <laughs> not. <laughs> but I do want to re-rail the train. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, it, it derails, so I can derail it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, nobody make a transcript of this because then we're oh, going to get God. people who Google search rerail. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, if we don't make a shirt that says rerail, I'm offended. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we got to rerail boy. this conversation. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to start using that. <laughs> I'm going to throw it into random conversations and I'm going to let people try to figure it out. Just look at you like. Huh? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Now to rerail. Um, <laughs> okay. The next story is titled Spiritual Experience. And this one here is Smith. Nine nine five four two zero two one. So, thank you to this person for sharing this story. And here we go. Uh, they start out by saying, "A few years ago, I had an experience that left me shook. I was in a bad place in life. I had just broken up with my girlfriend of five years. It was a messy breakup. I was staying at my grandparents' house at the time, and one night I woke up at three a.m. to use the bathroom. I usually never wake up around that time." Uh, but they did this evening. Uh, I was in the basement, and the bathroom was just down the hall. I left the door open because no one would be awake at that time. And as I was standing at the toilet, something caught my eye that went past the door, almost like a flash of a shadow. I got goosebumps from my ankles all the way up to my ears. Um, the, <laughs> I said, I never get goosebumps. Uh, the room I was staying in was one of two that were down the hall, the same direction I saw the shadow move towards. Um, I started back to my room with this weird sense of a presence. When I laid down, it felt like I was being watched or some presence was in the room with me. Then this heavy feeling on my chest as if someone were pressing weight down on me. The hair on my head felt like it was moving as if someone was brushing their hand across the tips of my hair. Same with the hair on my face, like when you brush your hand across your face. I was certain something was sitting over me. Um, yeah, I, I okay, so a couple descriptive things that I thought um, made a lot of sense. I feel like we've sort of talked about in the past or we've seen that, mm-hmm. that a bit of a shadow, you know... Um, crossing your path or something out of the corner of your eye that you're like, I feel like I saw yep. that. And then that, that feeling of like a presence or something in the space with you and energy that you're like, I know it's, mm-hmm. I feel it, you know? Um, yeah. And yep. then even like your hair getting moved, that's 
Yeah. That's a physical representation of the things that you're experiencing, you know, um, in other ways. So, yeah, it's, I, you know, the one for that really got me was the feeling of somebody like rubbing the face, you know, like, um, you know, I have a beard, just took it way down. Cause you know, winter's over and it's time to not look like Grizzly Adams. And, you know, the kids are like rubbing their hands on it and they're like, Oh, it's so different. That kind of like, you know that mm-hmm. feeling. It's very oh, yeah. distinctive. You won't, you can't mistake it for anything else. It's not right. the same as just like, you know, the vent blowing directly on you. It's it's a very when that that facial hair gets moved, you know it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so then they then they said the next morning I woke up and I went up for breakfast, and my grandpa was the first one up in the kitchen. I told him about what went on last night. He didn't seem as struck as I figured he would be. He just said, talk to your grandma. I told my grandma, and she told me from her side of the family, there have been a lot of spiritual connections. And like her sister and my mom, I had the gift. Um, My mom told me whenever she was going through rough times, her grandma would come to her in her sleep. Ever since this experience, it was like a mood lifter that brought me out of my depressed state. Um, Last year, my grandpa passed away. It was devastating on on us all. It was hard to keep myself together. When I was out there one day, I was in the shop where he spent most of his time. I was in the office when I heard him call my name clear as day. It was as if we were working on something and he had called me from across the room. As I stepped out into the main shop, my goosebumps were back. I could feel his presence, and ever since that day, it's like it flipped a switch. I could finally talk about him without getting choked up. Now every time I feel a presence in a room, I don't get as tensed up. I confront it. I just figured I would share my experience. Um, yeah, you know, that's interesting that, like, the mom and... and, and um, the aunt, oh no, I'm sorry, his sister and his mom had similar experiences with like a presence that was actually um, calming and mm-hmm. actually like felt like it was a, a family member or something like that. But, um, you know, and I, I think about, you know, when you lose a family member um, and, and you kind of find those little connections and pieces of them later on Mm -hmm. in life you know and um and he obviously had that with his grandpa so yeah you know one thing that kind of stood out to me was like he was obviously a little bit freaked out about what happened but not so much so that you know he couldn't sleep he so i think in the moment maybe he didn't uh kind of put two and two together kind of thing didn't you know it was like this is weird something weird's going on but it obviously wasn't like a malicious energy, right? Because he didn't right. feel anything malicious, um, you know. So I, that's obviously a good thing. Uh, and who knows? Maybe it was you know great grandma or someone that he didn't know. It was just a family member that knew that he you know he needed some comfort, kind of thing. Um, but the I will say the one about the grandfather now. So what I've heard a lot of is people say they had a dream, right? Like Hmm. right before, or like, I didn't know they had passed away or like right after they passed away, I had a dream 
about this person and they told me everything was going to be okay or whatever. You, you, you hear that a lot. That That is a pretty common thing where this one stood out to me was it was like, no, I was awake. I was in his shop. I heard him say my name kind of thing, you know, and then I felt his presence. So like, you know, who knows, maybe this family, maybe these people, they are sensitive to this, um, or, or to that energy, or maybe they're just, their family has some kind of connection to each other in a, in a way that, you know, who knows, I don't know that most people don't have. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, not, not, you know, in a half dream state kind of thing, this felt very present and real and, a little scary at first, but then starting to recognize through conversation and everything. And like he even said here at the end, now I just confront whatever is going on because mm-hmm. it seems to be that the energy that he's experiencing um, is not a uh, malevolent type of thing. It, it's a, it's with some kind of purpose and some mm-hmm. kind of experience behind it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, super fascinating and, uh, and good on you for, you know, for trying to do a little bit of investigation and figure out what's going on. Because I, I think my tendency, I'm putting myself in, in the in the person's shoes for a minute. I think I would have just been too freaked out and tried to ignore it, you know, or maybe just mm-hmm. place it out of my mind or something. But, you know, yeah. instead he's kind of figuring out like what is going on and then through that gets to under to an understanding of like a little bit more of that energy and that experience so yeah i i think like you i'm more like i try to explain it away i put it out of my mind you know i don't give it a lot of thought kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to you know just accepting it or and or confronting it uh, i will say uh, when i was a senior in high school my grandfather passed away um and he was like the first not the first family member but it was all like great grandparents that mm-hmm. i was somewhat close to but you knew it was coming kind of thing and and i and you know we saw it coming with him he had cancer but but it still it was way too early you know mm-hmm. mid 60s just way too young and just yeah so and, and definitely the closest person that i've ever you know person i've ever been closest to that passed away um And, you know, to me, I always just explained it away as just, oh, it was just a dream. Honestly, I don't even remember it. I just remember that I had the dream and I remember that he was in it. And it, when I woke up, I just felt less sad or less stressed about his passing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but to me, I, especially at that time, you know, being so heavily involved in the church, it was just, oh, it was just a dream. Mm -hmm. Like. Like it was a nice dream, but it was just a dream, and I didn't really ever put much thought into it. Um, but when I think of him now, I think I have a couple very distinct memories of him just while he was alive uh, of things that you know I remember. But I one of the main things that pops into my head, I have a very kind of I don't know visual memory, um, is him standing in a gray suit which was how he came to me in my dream. Mm. And it was a gray suit that I ended up getting after he passed and, and wore a few times. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of odd. So I don't mm. know. It was, it, it's cool. It was a cool thing. 
But yeah. like I said, I always try to explain it away. And now that I'm older and I'm, you know, more open and considering all these different things, I'm like maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe it was him saying, hey, you know, hey, kiddo, everything will be all right. So, yeah, yeah. And, and even, I mean, as, as tempting as it is, I think for the, as skeptics and sometimes the, the rationalists that we can be to explain something like that away, even if it is, you know, quote unquote, just a dream, but why can't it be still the truth of, you know, my grandpa came in my dream, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and, um, either way, it's a, it's a nice, beautiful little moment, um, and memory that, that you have that connects you back to, you know, to somebody that you were so close to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I lost my grandpa a couple of years ago and, um, you know, I think, and I'm sure you uh, would identify with this too. It's like, sometimes you're just reminding yourself of, you know, um, just little moments, you know, it's like the smallest things that you sort of remember and recall. And you're like, ah, you know, I remember this about my grandpa. I remember this particular thing. And, and, uh, I have, uh, you know, so many of those. Um, but yeah, those little pieces that sort of reconnect you back in. And I think sometimes in this person's circumstance on the, the story they shared, something about the way that his grandpa was calling him in his shop. You know, it's like, that's a little small thing that to the average person, you wouldn't recognize it. But if it's your grandpa and you have that distinct connection and and memory to it, it's going to be recognizable, you know? And so, uh, I, yeah, I just, this one really, it wasn't even spooky or scary. It was just kind of a beautiful little, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, piece there that, um, that I think so many of us can relate to, you know, whether it's grandparents or, or just people we've lost in our lives when it's like, when you have that moment of, of reconnection and, and feeling like, you know, uh, suddenly they're not so far away feeling and yeah. uh, it's, it's really nice. So definitely, definitely. So, well, that was the final story of the night. Uh, I want to say thank you to everyone to, you know, for uh, spending some time with us. Um, you know, we record these at night. I know you're not necessarily listening at night, um, but whether you're listening first thing in the morning, in the middle of the week, in the afternoon, uh, in the middle of the night, because you're a sadist and you like being scared while the lights are out and you're laying in bed, you know, whatever floats your boat. So, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. Any any which way you listen, we appreciate you listening. Yes, yeah, we we appreciate you so much, and um, um, you know, and, and again, we'll just reiterate and invite you to share your own experiences. They don't have to be these elaborate, scary stories. They don't have to be something that um is like, and the roof blew off, and the windows were shaking. It doesn't have to. Um, it doesn't need to be a scene from The Exorcist. It can literally just be something as simple as, you know, a, an experience like this where, you, you know, you sort of felt the presence of, of somebody you've lost or that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, that is what we set out to do from day one was to share people's stories and to connect and talk through them. And uh, and we are just excited every time we get to do that. So, um, yeah. you know, share your stories and and then also 
go into you know the Instagram posts and things like that and, and communicate with others because I guarantee you're not alone in your experiences. I think mm-hmm. we're all uh, discovering that so many of these are shared experiences and somebody's probably been like yeah. there in the same type of circumstance. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. We know life isn't a horror movie and right. You know, a lot of times these things are more frightening because you know, you're getting a firsthand account. You, mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have all those crazy CG, but you know, knowing that it's coming from somebody's firsthand account of something that happened to them, is just that alone is more frightening, but also um, it's comforting knowing there's a community of people who one uh, care, two they're interested, they want to hear your story, and you know three some of them can relate, some of them maybe can provide insights. You know it happened to you, you were scared the moment you didn't catch this or that, but by telling your story, somebody else goes, "Hey, did you notice when you said this thing happened?" You know, like it could have been tied to something earlier in the story or something later, you know, that maybe will take a little bit of the, the scariness out of what happened to you kind of thing. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 And when, yeah, when you connect with somebody else that's had that similar experience, it, it might still be terrifying, but, <laughs> but at least you're, you, you understand that somebody else has had a, at a similar uh, moment and uh, you're not alone in that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so connect with us, all those places, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Reddit, all Scary Real Pod. Send us an email at scaryrealpod at gmail.com. Um, if you do leave us a review, we will, um, on, on any of the podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, um, all these other ones, tune in, I believe. Um, if you leave us a review, we will read it on the podcast so you will get a couple of moments of podcast fame and glory and um <laughs> and we're happy to share those comments as well so uh Amen. we look forward to reading those all right friends well as as we uh like to say be good to yourself and be good to others we'll see you in two weeks couldn't have said it better So you didn't, and we didn't. We're just done. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Uh, (laughs) Woosah. All right.